helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And Doug, when this show goes live, you're going to be in Disneyland, Galaxy's Edge. I'm really jealous. By the, by the time it goes live, Derek, I'm already going to be on my way back. I'll really? be on. Oh here. yeah, you will because it comes up. Yeah, Maybe I'll release the show early. No, I probably just won't. Taunt me? I guess. Gives no, nothing. That, that for, so you can tell no, people act, you're going to be in line with a bajillion people. Perfect opportunity to get the uh, show out. So if you're listening for the first time because Doug told you about the show, thank you. Yep, and next week's show will be a Galaxy's Edge review from Disneyland. Which I am so excited to hear about. I am super jealous. I think this is going to be a great episode. So if you're listening to this in the past, make sure you check out next week's episode, Doug's Galaxy's Edge review. It's going to be a good one. But for right now, Doug, we need to start this show with a review. Yes, iTunes review. So... Thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to write us a little note on iTunes. We really enjoy it. So here it is. Love these guys with one problem. Oh, that that there's a problem. There's a problem. And it's by, as I always mispronounce, Wenleary, W-E-N-L-E-A-R-Y. Wenleary. 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 I don't like win in Rome. Win in Larry. I I like it. Uh, yeah, so I've recently found Doug and Derek and have been binge listening, and in parentheses here, shows 30 and up only. Yes, a, he's a listened, that's yep. for sure. Yeah, or she. We don't know oh, yes. that name. Right. Larry mean. could be a girl. I don't uh, think it's really Larry. It's Lenry. Lenry? Lenry. Okay. All right. Just one little problem. Every time I think I have my next trip planned out, they talk about something new that I have to do. So back to the planning drawing board. Thanks for bringing some pixie dust to my time in the car. There we go. There well, thank is you review. so much That's for our... listening. Thank you for skipping the first 30-ish episodes. There. I mean, Dip. You can, can download go back them. And download them and appreciate. Don't judge us by those ones. first few episodes yeah, for sure. Still. I mean, stay on the road while you're driving. Hopefully yes. we don't distract you. They're so bad. But, uh, yeah. I'm going to go back one of these days and re-listen. Maybe I'll do that this week. And I keep saying that, and I never do. Yeah, I never do either. Maybe I will on the airplane to Galaxy's Edge. It I, is a galaxy far, far away. I like it. So I'm looking forward to that next week. And, Doug, what I'm holding up right now, our viewers cannot see, is our new yeah, Rope great, Drop Radio. I know. I know. They got to use their imagination. Uh, maybe we'll, we put a couple pictures on social media, but we have our Rope Drop Radio koozies for our Patreons in a special level. So if you want to get one of our cool koozies that's keeping my drink cold tonight, please visit us at our Patreon site. It is in the show notes. Uh, that would be awesome. And you can have a cold beverage all summer long. And get all the post-show shows. Yes, we got we'll a lot of fun post- episodes there. I think we'll have a fun post-show tonight. I agree. It's- Today's episode is going to be fun. It is a good one. We have a special, special guest with us. He's been on, what, maybe four, five times now, maybe more than that. But we welcome back UCF Kent Mullins to the show to discuss his recent run. Now, Kent, we always called you the undefeated 4-0 Kent Mullins. Your episodes are always our top listen to episodes because people love hearing the success and overcoming adversity. But this time... You didn't. What what happened? Can we still say 4-0 Kent Mullins? 
Uh, yeah, no, that title, that title has slipped me. Oh. And before we go any farther, I want to, I want to congratulate you guys on three years. Um, ah, thank you. I oh, thank appreciate you. you guys letting me come along for the ride. Well, we're glad you're along. Yeah, we are. It's been fun seeing you down. We've both uh, hung out with you multiple times at the parks and we always love having our Kent time. We're, one day, Doug and I will do a, r- a run with you. Maybe, maybe Doug. I hope. Your dreams. Not that. Now that that uh, that that one is in the L column, uh, you know the pressure's off. Uh, I can let people tag He can risk it with us now. Ooh, yes, that's he can slum it with us. That's what re-strategize. So, well, and uh, wait a minute, did you wear a rope drop radio shirt on this run? On the one you, I know you re- wore it before. So technically, I ran two weeks ago. I just ran this past Wednesday. So I ran like five days ago from when this was being recorded. I had a practice run where I run where I wore the parkia or the the parkiology is the challenge where I wore the rope drop radio shirt, which I actually did complete in a fifteen hour day with forty five rides, forty six rides. So so the shirt's good luck. Got it. Yeah. So I needed to know. I learned too when you wear your shirt. I I like started just telling people I was Doug because it was a lot easier to explain. About rope drop radio. If I was rope drop radio, instead of me explaining that, like, no, I'm just rocking their shirt. So if anybody is listening to this, I, I, I lied, right? I'm not Doug, right? I promise. You Doug guys look so shorter. much alike. I mean, a foot you difference, uh, beard, no least. beard, at least yeah. a foot. Yeah. I'd be running somewhere and be like, "Oh, is that a is that a podcast?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm not trying to be rude. I'm like, I gotta go." Wait, don't lose fans for us. People unsubscribing because they're like trying to get a picture with Kent. Well, yeah, they need a picture with Kent in his shirt. That actually, Michelle did that one run, stopped him for a picture, and he completed that time. So this run, all right, give us a little bit of the prep work that went into it. You did something a little different. You had a different partner, right? Yeah, so um, there was somebody in the challenge community that that has tried a bunch of times, and and I just, you know, me me and her had become friends over the years or over the years over the year i guess and um we started talking i'm like hey i want to run come run with me you know i i've run with myself a bunch and i've run with partners so for me i was like just come run with me we've got we've got a 16 17 16 hour day we've got a 16 hour day this can be doable just come run with me you know maybe you can learn something from me and maybe i can learn something from you so just a new part her name's micah space disney space cadets is their her twitter handle she's super super mm-hmm. sweet super nice girl and I enjoyed my time with her. That's an awesome Twitter handle, by the way. I like that. It fits for her because she works at uh, the Kennedy Space Center, so she's a big engineer. Uh, oh, there. like it. Cool. Yeah. So I started at. Um, let's see. We had a uh, eight o'clock um, opening at at uh, Animal Kingdom. So we uh, rope dropped uh, Pandora. And then we also made the decision because we were off Pandora, out, out of both Pandora rides by just after eight, it was probably like 8.03, we were off a of Navi. And I was like, all right, there's 10 teams running today. Um, you know, I, I hate to, I, I play to win, you know. So we decided to go ahead and go knock out all of the Dino Land before we went to the rope drop at Hollywood Studios. So we did that, got out and got to the rope at Hollywood Studios where all hell broke loose for a better for lack of a better term. So at Hollywood Studios is where it went south? Yeah, it went, it went south early. You regretted your decision doing Dinoland? No, 
not at all because it worked perfectly. I was on the rope. Okay. So I made it to the rope um, at Hollywood Studios at by like 8.45. So I got basically Pandora, Dinoland done, back to my car, in my car to Hollywood Studios, parked in the park into the rope 15 minutes early. So nice. I was, uh, we were sitting pretty. I mean, it's about a 16-minute 16, 16 jump or hop um, at that point. So, I mean, that that's one of the – that's a straight shot straight down the road. So, mm. that one goes pretty easy. So, what happened then? What happened at Hollywood Studios? So, so we got to understand Hollywood Studios, if, for those that don't know, is Tower of Terror is running at 50% capacity. They've basically eliminated most of the fast passes. So, fast passes have become the hardest fast pass to find. It's Hollywood Studios right now. Um, and I did not have a Hollywood Studios fast pass. I did have a Slinky Dog fast pass, so I decided to rope drop Tower of Terror because that line is getting every bit of an hour within opening pretty quickly. So I'm on the rope. I fight my way because I was all the way in the back because I didn't get to 8.45, but I fight my way up all the way through the front. There's a little secret to kind of sneak around everybody and get to the front of the rope. So I got to the front of the rope. It's called trip and push. Yeah, there's see clothesline. A stroller, a stroller to weapons. Fight yes, that's the secret. The secret is, is there, and I'm I'm not responsible, but there are some open gift shops along the edges of the rope that you can go through and pop out in front of everybody on the other side. So, um, but anyway, we did, we we executed that in perfection. I was on the rope. I would have been the first five people in the tower of ten. And we got the we are not open. Oh, stab! Yeah, and I'm I'm sitting and I'm like, okay, well, I look up, I see the doors opening, so I know that the elevator's running, and I'm like, all right, well, we can wait. So we just if they delay 15 minutes, not a big deal. We can still work through this. But we're there 15, 20 minutes, and then the manager finally comes out and makes the is telling everybody, all right, guys, don't hang out here the doors open so i was like we gotta go and so then not only was tower of terror down toy story mania was down also oh. so you take oh. literally a third of uh, of the rides there yeah. and shut them down both big capacity eaters those people got to go somewhere and when i so then we made the decision like to go find the, the easiest way we could which is star tours star tours was 25 minutes Literally nine twenty in the morning. That's so. insane. Oh, that's a high wait for Star Tours. Oh, it, it definitely hundred percent. And I and I couldn't even because I was sitting on the Slinky Fast Pass. I couldn't even pull a Fast Pass for it because I couldn't give up the Slinky because we knew that one would be tough to come back with. So that's where it all went haywire um, in the morning. We still got out of there in just over three hours. So even with all that down, by the time it came back up and waiting standby for tower was 45 minutes, I was still we were still able to get it done in about three hours. We were out of there just after noon, but that effectively put us about an hour and 15 minutes behind of where we wanted to be. And and in a 16-hour day, that's that's deadly. Hmm. So what did you hit up after the studios? So then, uh, so now the disaster the studios also caused another problem in that. We had to make the Main Street vehicles. We know the Main Street vehicles really only run in the morning. That's posted. And then there's a trolley show. You know, the trolley show that plays up and down Main Street with the guys that dance mm-hmm. in and out of it. So what they'll do is they'll, they'll run, as they run the trolley out to the castle, they'll let people ride it. So it's pretty much the last official time that you can ride it. So with all the issues in Hollywood Studios, we couldn't get back in time because I knew 
I just knew it wasn't been valued. So we had to wait for what we call a unicorn at night, which is a mainstream vehicle running at night. So then we bounced over to Magic Kingdom because we still had to get the early closure closures, even though even though the uh, you know we missed the main street vehicles in the early morning. What are those early closures again, real quick, for people that may not so know? So early closures. So every ride or attraction has a scheduled operating time. Some started open and end at close. Some have hours that operate inside of that. So at the Magic Kingdom, there are some we call them early closures. There's the Main Street vehicles, which they run on a hidden schedule that you really never know what they're going to run on. They change it daily, it feels like. But then you also have Tom Sawyer's Island, which doesn't open until 11 and closes at 5. You have the the Liberty the Liberty Square Riverboat. That runs that runs pretty much 10 to 7, I think the last one goes. And you also have Carousel Progress and People Mover, Jungle Cruise, and Splash Mountain. So those are the early closures you have to get done before they close. Um, because obviously if something closes in the challenge world, you still have to ride it. So if you don't make it by the time it closes, game over, go home. I saw on Twitter a lot of people saying that the uh, Main Street vehicles needs to kind of come off the list. Are you uh, in for or against that? No, it, you can't get rid of them. I mean, they they make this what it is. Okay. Um, you know, this that makes it more of a challenge. The more, okay. Yeah, the more the more you you kind of pull stuff out, the less you know. It, it's already it's hard enough. So don't get me wrong, pulling something out wouldn't be the end of the world. But at the end of the day, it's what makes this so much fun, and it it it, it really does build drama into your whole day. So, you know, these early closures gives these time markers throughout the day that are they going to make it? Are they going to make it? Oh, okay, they make it. Now they advance to the next point. But you know that, like, if they don't make a, a 5 o'clock Tom Sawyer early closure, game over, right? So they really help these early closures build drama into the day for people watching at home. But then for us, who are actually out and doing this and running it, don't get me wrong, I'd love for them to go away some days, but it just takes away from the fun of it. It really is. Completion is the greatest. It, it's, it's such a great feeling to be able to do it since I've, you know, I've done it a few times. And I want to be good at it, but there's nothing like finishing it. I mean, to think where you're literally riding 47, 48, 46 rides and in 16 hours of Walt Disney World across four parks. I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty it's a pretty awesome feat. And those that have experienced it, it's worth all the time, energy, and effort we've put into it. And it's more than most people do in a five-day vacation. In right. one day. It, totally. that, yeah. That's scary. Like, not to say scary, but that that's, that's kind of hard, you know, for me to fathom sometimes. So. Yeah. Like my favorite one I heard one day and I was, it was a regular day in the park for me. This was a non-challenge day. I was listening to a lady in the park, talk to her, her daughter. She's like, Oh, our first fast pass is until 2 PM. And it's for the Nemo show. I'm in animal kingdom, obviously. And I was like, like, I, and just, I guess for me, it starts to register. That's a normal person's experience. Um, you know, the people that, that don't plan, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, they get stuck in those situations and, and, I, and I can just, you know, it's tough to hear sometimes. Well, that's, yeah. that's why I'm so glad that for this show, we're not just talking about the run. A lot of our listeners have uh, asked a bunch of questions on social media for you directly uh, running, rides, a lot of fun things. Because you do have a lot of experience uh, not just doing all the rides and attractions in one day, but you've been going for so long. So it'll be fun to get kind of your overall take yeah. on a bunch of Walt Disney World stuff. A few of our questions awesome. for yeah. all of us, but yeah. most are for Kent. And I will say this, though, like um, anything in the challenge world that I do is something any park guest can do. 
Mm-hmm. So nothing that, that I do is outside what Derek or Doug do when they go. Now, mine might be at, at hyperspeed, but mm-hmm. it's still the same stuff that, that you guys have been talking about on here since, you know, at least I started listening. We we stop and use the bathroom, though. Yeah, that's we, the difference. We don't wear the adult diapers to to speed along. So that's that's the difference, Kent. And I so, tweeted that out just for you guys. I, love I know. Just so you know. And so yes, Kent he just out his bathroom break. Oh, he did. I know. I yeah. loved it. Uh, Kent, real quick uh, to finish up your run that you did go, you d- got your first loss on. So you missed Main Street vehicles and what else? I ended up missing missing three attractions: uh, Astro Orbiter, uh, Mine Train, and the Main Street vehicles. I could have pushed it and missed only the Mine Train and uh, and the Main Street vehicles, but you know, at that point in time, we were a little bit defeated. You know, running from Haunted Mansion to uh, to the Speedway does not sound appeasing, you know, at the no. end of 16 hours. so No, that doesn't sound fun We at cut all. it too short. That's not fun at any hour of the day, well, only in the 16th. No. So. Did anyone finish that day? No. I thought you, so. I looked and you were the number one yeah, overall you guys had out of the, the 10 teams. Yeah, I got, we got the 44. The closest, I think, was 38, 37. So we were, we were, we were out in front of the group, but... Um, Champion that was a tough day. day. How bad things went early. It was. Yeah, still yeah. number one uh, overall. There's no one that would have finished that day. Let's get to some questions via social media. Thank you, everyone who went on to all the things and asked. A lot of fun when we get feedback from you guys, and now we get to talk about it. So, starting off, Jeremy from Facebook. They have land and just acquired a ton of content. What might be the next park if on the decision board, what would you push for? So, maybe, uh, Kent, you want to start us off? Anything in particular, IP or land you'd want to do? Oh, that's tough. Um, I mean, I, 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 that would take the the obvious answer, and I know it would take a lot of finagling, and they'd have to buy off Universal. But it's let's get Marvel. Like I, I'd rather have a Disney version of Marvel. So that's what I would do with it. I would figure out how to get it from Universal and and go from there. Well, Doug, you need to go because yeah. he took my answer, and I got to think of something else. So. Uh, that was my answer as well. Oh, get lawyers involved minds. and buy Marvel like. away from Universal because Universal is not doing it justice that Disney could. I don't know. Other than Marvel, I mean, there's so much Fox content that they just purchased too- that it's just scattered, though. It's not. Yeah, I mean, you could do X Men. You could do. I mean, extend the Avatar stuff with the sequels that are coming out. Um, I would love to see more Indiana Jones with all the Lucasfilm stuff that they own. Maybe just a Titanic park. I think that's what we want. Just Titanic. I like There's it. a lot of Celine Dion in, in um, the background. Isn't that in like Branson, Missouri? Pretty sure. I have no idea. I was, that's total sarcasm. I do like uh, some of the things that Tokyo Disney Sea is doing. So I'd love to take mm-hmm. some of their elements and bring it. I know I talked about that in the show before, but some of their elements. They have the uh, uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth and mm-hmm. a few other attractions like the Mermaid Lagoons. Sinbad. And Sinbad and other good ones. So uh, just take some of the stuff that's working well in other parks and bring it stateside. You don't even have to double up. There we go. All right. All right. Next question, Derek. Joe from Back to the Mouse. Do you prefer fraps or lattes to fuel your runs? And what I love about Joe, if you have not listened to the show before, is he is a big rope-dropping Starbucks, which every time I rope-drop Starbucks, I have to tag him in a post because sometimes that's the way you got to do it, especially if you have kids. But let me guess, Kent, you don't rope-drop Starbucks. Yeah, there's no chance. 
And uh, I'm not a big Starbucks guy in general. Um, never have been. I literally think now I've been three times and twice I didn't even order anything. Um, but but uh, what fuels me is, is I wake up with my Monster Energy drink and I keep a, like a couple cold ones in the car. So I'm, I'm always on my Monster Energy drink. And Joe is always asking you about rope dropping Starbucks on Twitter. So this is a right in I'm going to do it one time. I'm going to do it and tag a minute just to be like, hey, Joe, I'm here. And <laughs> ready to, you know, that'd be, that'd run be into great. the door. I like, hey, when uh, Magic Kingdom opens at 9 and Starbucks is open at 8.30, there's nothing wrong with one of your party going to the rope and the other one going to Starbucks. I support that. Doug does not. I do. I, I, we don't rope for the stuff. record i get a i get an iced coffee uh so no need for a hot latte get a frappe that's that's the answer it's, joe something cool with a lot of caffeine i know what that is oh that's a problem i drink my diet mountain dew and mini donuts so i have no need for starbucks amazon prime is what i rope drop for breakfast all right well uh Joe's got another one for us. When Kent isn't doing a run, what are his favorite rides and why? And this is a question I've wondered as well, Kent. Do you even enjoy anything anymore? Uh, um, some days, no. Um, but I do have I do have days that I go as a in a non-run capacity of a of a going and, and touring like everybody else. Um, I know I'm a big flight of passage fan. Uh, been a that that has been absolutely beautiful since it opened so i'm a big fan of that right now um also i like you know the classic stuff that i I really really like you know i'm a big thunder mountain guy i love thunder mountain um you know i'm a big you kind of run through some of the classic stuff there pirate space uh haunted mansion you know peter pan to some extent um i'm a fan of those attractions and and i really do enjoy taking my time and, and, and experiencing the parks as well. But uh, when I'm running, I do not like any of them. No. None at all. No enjoyment? Not even one little No, he, he threatens to push boats on like uh, on small worlds and stuff. Yeah. I love following I'll you on runs. If you should sit next to me and hear what I don't tweet out. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, uh, you know the run on run days again. It's you're, it's the means to an end. The rides like it's my end goal is to to not experience this attraction. My end goal is to get past this attraction. So, you know, I'm usually I'm looking at my phone or when I say looking at my phone, like I'm looking at wait times, looking for fast passes, whatever else. So the rides I could care less on a run to be honest. That's funny. My favorite attraction to do with Kent is La Cava. Mm, yeah, that is a I'm good one. For That's a good go. one. Let's rope drop There's it again. Always interesting characters in there there is that's a whole show in itself that was a <laughs> weird that was a weird afternoon for us they never contacted uh, Derek, us. No, Derek no. tends to attract them a little bit too i, I guess uh, <laughs> i guess so i am i'm too extroverted anyway moving on janelle asks what do you do while waiting in line so what do i what do i do is is nine times out of ten i'm looking for a fast pass to be honest um I'm looking for something or I'm looking at wait times or I'm playing on, it's just on my phone. Um, but it's phone. It's on my phone for run related stuff, be it Twitter. I'm looking to interact with people that are interacting with me as I run or looking for fast passes or looking at wait times. I'm just trying to figure out what's next. Um, and then, you know, you try to, when you're in line, especially about midday in the summer, you try to avoid people because, you know, I probably stink to high heaven and, 
you know, I feel sorry for these people, but it is what it is. So you're not playing heads up on your phone, in other words? No, yeah, no, definitely not. And I'm, I'm mad at those people because they're not moving up the line. So they're probably <laughs> stopped slowing everybody else down. Fill all available space, folks. Yes. All available space. I was going to say, it, it drives me, and like when you do this, these runs, you never realize everything that slows you down on a normal day. And it's the, the smallest things, and I you just become 100% more aware of them on a challenge day. So be it from spreading out across an entire walkway to not moving up with the line to not knowing how many people in your party. I mean, the list just goes on and on. But those things are so heightened on a run day. So heightened. That's hilarious. All right. Janelle also asks, what is your record of fast passes per day? So on a challenge day or on a regular day? Just overall, what is the most fast passes you've ever gotten in one day? Me five. That's insane. So few. That that destroys my record, and I was proud of my record of nine. Your record's sad, Derek. It is. Very I'm sad. very depressed at the moment. I mean, you did that with children. A, I did do that with children. On a uh, challenge day, though, it's the pretty much the sweet spot is the sweet spot is between eighteen and twenty two fast passes. I've never used more than 22 and I've used as little as 18 and every run that I've done has fallen inside that number somewhere. So it's funny, like the 25 was when I was just trying to prove I'd get fast passes all day and like prove that I could do it. Um, the, the, the run challenge days are literally 18 to 22. If you're above that, you've probably used fast passes for stuff that wasn't, wasn't warranted and it cost you getting a fast pass or something that was. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Man, okay. Interesting. All right, uh, Janelle also asks, how many steps slash miles do you log per run? Do you got a Fitbit going at all times? Oh, yeah, always, just because I'm curious. Um, my last run was 44,000. It was 22.6 miles. The uh, the run, the, that was the 16-hour run where everything went haywire in Hollywood Studios where I had to crisscross that park like seven times. But um, the 15-hour run, which was two weeks before, which I completed, was only 37,000 steps, and it was only like 18 miles. So Ooh. I got about four miles off between the two. Runs. Wow. Interesting. That's a but lot. Just goes to stuff. show that the, yeah. the plans were pretty much identical, minus the Animal Kingdom in the morning. So it just shows that, like... You can be efficient, but when stuff goes haywire and you're forced to zigzag all over the place, it adds up quick. Wow. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. I think Janelle has She has one, one more. more, and I love it. What and when do you eat? Uh, so all of it happens in my car. And it's uh, it's been funny to see the evolution of this um, since I started and did my first run way back in 20 December 2017 to now. Now I'm I have anything and everything you could possibly want in my car. You name it there's there's oh, three a subway meals. sandwich from uh like uh 9am. Yeah. Man. You know, so, so there's there's a there's a cooler. It's it was Wawa sub this time by the way. Hmm. I don't know if you guys know what Wawa is. Oh yeah. Um so it was a Wawa sub but then I have water, Monster, Gatorade, I have the tasty treat donuts because you got to have some sugar in there at some point. Um, chips, usually cookies. I mean, it, it's but my first run, I had like three granola bars and a bottle of water. And then now I'm like, no, 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 I need a ton more stuff. So there's a whole cooler that's in my backseat that I just 
I go into. In another year, he'll have a short order chef in the back seat. Cooking up things, like, I like it. Would you like? How would you like your omelet, sir? If it makes it faster, I'm all for it. They're, they're, the chef is running next to Kent while uh, cooking. I like He's it. He's just throwing it into my mouth. Yes. As I go right. by. It's like a birdie. He's chewing up the food for you even. <laughs> all I'm right. All for it. Jeff at Toddler of Terror asks, how does it feel to no longer be royalty and just a commoner like the rest of us? Ha ha ha. Just having some fun. Uh, Jeff is uh, Jeff is uh, one of the uh, Toddler of Terror. one of the greats of uh, this challenge game. Um, he's he's really good at this. So him saying that is, you know, my claim to fame was I had never actually failed attempting it until this weekend um, or this past week. But honestly, I'm... I'm I'm kind of happy that monkey's off my back in a lot of other respects. Now I can just go and run whenever I want before I try to pick and choose my days and do practice runs and everything else. And now I can just go and be, be kind of me. So, and that's probably a lot more your listeners want to know about, but now I can just go and, and have fun at Disney world and, and try to push the envelope and, and get better or see how, how fast or how quickly we can actually get this done now instead of waiting to the day I know I'm going to finish. Does it feel good to lose one before star Wars? Yeah. I guess I'm, I'm so, I'm so happy that monkey's off my back. So happy. You know, uh, it's, it's kind of like when, you know, when I got uh, my first B in school, you know, now you got the first B, the pressure of making sure three days is over with for the rest of your life. Right. Yeah. That happened in kindergarten for me. I don't know what you're referring to, guys. I don't know. You're joking. a doctor. I assume you're straight A's. I got some in college. All right. Hopefully yeah. not in anything say, Michelle related. Anything but A's. Yes, Michelle is very smart. How she ended up with me is the biggest question on that mm-hmm. intelligence quotient. Then. Yeah. So, yeah. Bees. Yeah, they exist somewhere. Maybe. Maybe. Mostly French class. All right, moving on. Twitter from Briarpatch Kids. What do you think is the most common mistake you see from failed runs? So I think with advice I'm about to give can go into a normal touring day too. Um, there's two things. The biggest issue a lot of people do is just failure to have a good plan. Um, you didn't do your homework. You didn't. You didn't go learn about the processes in place. That's the biggest issue that when most people try this, kind of try to wing it, and then you're, you're, you're in trouble quick and you don't realize it. The second thing, and, the, and this is kind of a little bit more pertaining to the challenge world, is the biggest issue a lot of people is they fall in love with fast passes. They get that fast pass from three hours from now, and it's slinky or whatever. You can't wait three hours to use a fast pass in this game. You just can't. So they fall in love with it and they try to hold on to it and it just kills them. So you can't, there is not a fast pass. And I kid you not that I have not dropped in this challenge, meaning I've dropped a slinky. I've dropped the flight of passage. I've dropped the seven dwarfs. You've named it. I've dropped it in order to get to the finish line. Because if you fall in love and you're trying to waste time to get there, it's just wasting time out of your day. Oh, that's good tip. I like that. Except I would never drop a flight of passage fast pass, just letting you know. But I'm not on the runs. Insider tip from someone who's down here looking for them all the time. They're so much easier to get right now than they've ever been. 
you can literally, if you put any kind of minor effort into it, on day of, no problem. Up to four people easily. So, so hope out there, guys. Like, keep trying. You'll find them. So which child doesn't get to ride with us? Oh, yeah, because we have a family of five. Yeah, five. Baby, well, you my are, kid, you yeah. Got, yeah, I have two that are not short or too yeah, short. Yeah, you got short people. I'm barely I, tall enough to ride. I just made the cutoff this <laughs> yeah. last time. Just, I mean. Ken's, Ken was able to me. ride at like age two. 18 months, something yeah. like that. I think they're. Get on there, young man. There he went. Did you have oh. a beard at like when you were a toddler, Kent? No, no, I, I, I did not start growing hair until until my my twenties, somewhere in my oh. my early twenties. I used to struggle to get anything, and then you know all of a sudden, just boom. He became and a man. Jeans kicked in. All right, <laughs> we have one more question to wrap it up, and that is from. R.C. Horcron? Yeah, I, I got hope it. I wrote that down. Yeah, right I now. have no idea. I can't. You can't do the iTunes reviews. I can't do Twitter handles. So there you go. If that's you, thank you for listening and asking uh-huh. question. Uh, it is, what tip would you give to a foreign family for their first Walt Disney World trip? Wow. One tip, I guess. That's. An, I guess we can all give a tip. We can each give a tip. Okay. Then it's three tips. Yes. Who wants to Who's go going first? first? I I can go first. I, I think I think just the regular. Um, I think planning, just have a, a familiarity, and not necessarily planning every little detail, but like planning by watching. As weird as this may sound, like well, obviously you're on Twitter and following great accounts like Rope Drop Radio, so you're already doing that. But watching vlogs, so like the parks feel familiar to you because there's a sense of familiarity makes getting around the park easier just makes finding things easier being familiar with the map and of course english helps because we don't speak many languages here like good english and bad english yeah it's the the uh foreign languages are few and far between there are a lot of spanish cast members but not very many in the grand scope of it so there you go all right, my, is that one tip that's, or three? Yeah, you had know. too many. I, my tip is to stay on property, especially if it's your first time staying on property and then getting the dining plan. Just taking the stress off of um, kind of busing and getting to and from the parks, help, that helps staying on property. And then dining plan, just take the stress off. Wherever you can take stress off, that's what I tell first timers because then you don't have to worry about food. You already prepaid for it. So, bam. Two bonus tips. That, yeah. Did we take them all now, Kent? <laughs> yeah, Kent, what do you got? Yeah, no, you didn't because I think you left off the most important one. Ooh, so I'm going to give perfect. you mine and then I think the most important one that, that you guys missed is uh, I would say when you come, if you're coming from from overseas and you have a time, don't, don't get caught up in the I have to plan out every minute like you guys said because you still want to take your time and just live in Disney World for a minute and appreciate what it is. Um, yeah, you want to plan out what days you're going to what parks and your fast passes, but take time to, to walk and smell the roses and to see the, the offbeaten attractions that, that you'd kind of miss. So I really think they'll enhance the experience of the whole trip. And then second, I think the most important advice that we can give anybody that we didn't give is you need to call Michelle McKnight and book your trip through her. Oh, well done, Kent. can uh, help you with all of this without a problem. 
There you go. That is the best advice. Ooh. Wow. I'm glad you did it instead of us. It would have been maybe forced or we yeah. just forgot about Michelle. So, no, Kent Whoa. wins with that. That is truly the best advice. Let that her is. plan the trip for you. I'm so used to it now that I don't even think about it anymore. It's just ne- the, text yeah, her all almost all once a week. All, yeah, she takes care of so many details for you. She She honestly, like, she knows she knows her stuff too because me and her have talked about some of the intricacies of stuff at walt disney world that i'm not even sure of and if i shoot her a message and i'm like hey she's like no no no, this is what it is i was like okay thank you so i give her a call if anybody's looking to travel give her a call it's worth it awesome and her information is of course in the show notes so click that send her an email today uh but as we wrap up kent i have one more question when is your next run the next first certain run is going to be, sorry, September for uh, Star Wars. Okay. We'll that, was, that was going to be my question if it was going to be Star Wars. I'm excited for you to try that. That will be a good one to follow on Twitter. And I know Doug will repost everything and make sure you, our listeners, can follow yeah. along. Because are you thinking you're going to have to rope drop Star Wars? Oh, yeah, absolutely. With the yeah. extra. I know it's a dumb that, question. Just making one, sure. Yeah. I guess, I guess yeah, you gotta ask the extra, questions. extra. I'll be, I will be one of the first ten people on the Millennium Falcon, and then uh, I hope. I mean, honestly, I think in an ideal world, all of us are thinking after that, you're pretty much going to be done with the rest of Hollywood Studios in the next hour and ten minutes, mm-hmm. and then ideally, you finish Hollywood Studios and make another rope. So Seeing think about how... that. Get that entire park done. Make a rope. Seeing how empty Disneyland has been outside of Galaxy's Edge. Oh, it's been gross like, inside, though. Because people have been avoiding it. Granted, they have cast member block blackouts and that sort of stuff going on. So, and like Disney World's going to hit a capacity issue with people like not getting in but still being there because it's not a reservation system. So they'll filter into the rest of Hollywood Studios. But I think everybody's going to stand in that line and just wait to get in, though, for hours. In the yeah. morning. So I think you'll be and, and also, I think we'll see with the 6 a.m. opens is is I don't really know how many pe- people are truly going to get out of bed to be there at 6 a.m. I mean, it's 7 a.m. is different. 8 a.m. is completely different than 6 a.m. When you, you have you little figure, ones, that's get, so hard yeah, to do. 4.45, 4.30, you got to get up. Yeah. Are the buses even going to be running at that time? I Who knows? No. Yeah, I'll tell you the answer. The answer will be no. Yeah, I, they barely get you to rope drop on a regular day. Why would they get you yeah. to so, the extra, extra? Uber is the only option for So us. if you're listening to this episode and you haven't listened before, I will be there opening day at Walt Disney World. Not on purpose. They planned it on my vacation with my kids. So, yeah, we're in the debate right now on how to do that strategically. How do you even go to the studio strategically think- anymore? I think day two and three is going to be so much better than day one. We're not day one. Go you're going to have the the merchandisers. Yep. There. I'm actually going to go the day before because we fly in, and since I have my uh, AP, I'm going to run over there see if any of the celebs or anything are there. Maybe wine and dine, hand out a koozie, and then. Um, but yeah, I don't think we're going to go day one. You're going to tackle Mark Hamill and give him a koozie. I mean, I, what's the strategy? Here? I that is that is the strategy. You you nailed it. I I would love that. Kent, I'll need a new uh, producer and uh, co-host after that. <laughs> I, uh, I'll, I'll wait. Whatever day you wait, if I can, I'll, I'll wait with you that morning. So whatever more time you want to get there, 
That way you're not in that line by yourself. Just let me know. I just have to figure out what to do with three little ones. and if You my let wife, them yeah. climb on Kent like a jungle gym. Ooh, I like that idea. He is pretty big. He could carry all my kids. They're like Ewok size anyway, so... Here we go. I don't even know that they're that big. No, not even close. E- Ewoks Yes, there you go. They're More pork size. Light. Yes, I have very tiny children. I love them, but they fit in the most overhead compartments pretty easily. That's how we fly so often. Yeah. Cheaper. You got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. So, yeah, Doug, you're flying out. I know we're recording this early, so you can get on an airplane in a few hours. If uh, a bag is delivered to your house a little bit heavy, just uh, give it some bottled water and beef jerky. Take it along. Put it in the overhead compartments. Yes. Make sure it can breathe. Okay. I'll I'll take along. I'm flying Southwest, so I get all the bags for free. I love it. And I'm not even taking any because I'm not even there long enough. Literally taking a carry-on bag because I have a suitcase that's R2-D2. Really just taking it because it's R2. That makes sense. It's going to basically be empty. So there's room for for you in R2. So I will be there. So I'm, I'm looking forward to next week's episode, guys, when Doug kind of gives his uh, wrap-up of what he thinks about Galaxy's Edge. And uh, it's going to be a good one. But, Kent, yeah, thank you so much for coming yes. back on the show. And. I, I know it's hard to relive failures. You learn from your mistakes. So thank you for sharing those with us and all of our listeners. Oh, I appreciate it. you guys having me on. And before we go, uh, Kent, why don't you uh, tell people where they can find your book? Because you're also an author. We failed to say that uh, earlier. I know we get talking about this other stuff. So um, I am one of the co-creators of uh, Park Escape Games. Park Escape Games is a large scale. Um, scavenger hunt slash escape room style puzzle that we build out of the theme parks at here in Orlando. So right now we have one publication out. It's based out of Hollywood Studios. So when you're coming for Galaxy's Edge and you're waiting for that time in line to get in, grab a book. Basically what it is is we divide it up in the different lands. You have to go find things in the scavenger hunt style in the park. And once you get there, you have to use what you find to answer a, a puzzle inside of the book. The book is also story-driven in an augmented reality fashion. So what you're reading makes sense to what you're looking at, but it's nothing to do with Disney. That makes sense. It does, does, because Doug and I have, well, done done most of the book. We are not smart enough to, I mean, children have finished it, but not us. Uh, We'll say that. I'm easily distracted by shiny objects. That's the problem. (sighs) It's true. We lost Derek once, didn't we, Kent? He's... Saw pin well, and he did. Trading. I'm gone. But and if you're if you're one of our Patreons or want to be one of our Patreons, we're going to continue to talk to Kent after the show about the sequel that's going to be coming out sometime. So uh, you have to subscribe to that. That is in the show notes, but that will be coming up here in a little bit. So Kent, excited not only to hopefully finish uh, the Hollywood Studios, but for what's to come. Yep, fall. We're hoping fall of will be our next book will be fall but we'll have some other stuff between now and then and you have some people um some scavenger hunts and stuff in the park i know your last few have sold out so definitely the next one you guys have if you have a date let us know but we'll for sure retweet it and share with our listeners Mm -hmm. as well sounds good guys all right well thank you again so much for being on rope drop radio and be stay tuned for next week and honestly doug's gonna have so many pictures and live videos i'm telling doug he's got to do this because you know him he doesn't do you've, as much if you're listening you've already seen them yes so i uh, hope you enjoyed oh my yeah music. yeah you're right hopefully you did but if you haven't go back and listen to him you're right i keep forgetting when this episode releases That's thank you doug 
We have to pre-produce. That is a very short. You go, you stand in line, you ride the Falcon, and then you get back on the plane. Then you get on a regular Falcon plane and get back here. Basically. That's it. So uh, if you are new to the show, be sure to go on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, like Rogue Drop Radio. Go comment on all of Doug's videos and pictures and live vicariously through that and then listen to next week's episode. But that is it. That is all the time that we have. So for Kent, I'm Derek, and we got Doug. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio. I need to finish drinking my cold drink out of my koozie as we get ready for the Patreon show.